right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rub. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, and this is episode 145 of the Pineapple Couch. We got the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games to recap, look ahead at the Super Bowl, and say goodbye to the greatest NFL player, professional athlete maybe we've ever seen in Tom Brady, as well as we're going to point out something for the future of the NFL that is scary if your team is in the AFC. Um, and it's very nice if your team is in the NFC. It's We're going to take a look at the quarterbacks between the two conferences, which is kind of an eye-opener. Um, but to do all this, I'm joined by my good friend. You know him. You love him. It's Big Dog Andrew Radcliffe. How you doing? Doing well, B-Rob. Got the Super Bowl. Terrible baseball update. Yep. But we have a Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl to look forward to a little later than usual this year, the day before Valentine's Day. Um that sucks, but we'll talk about other things. Um, Bengals versus the Chiefs in a a stunner of a game. We were both pretty confident, I think, that the Chiefs were going to be able to pull this out. And shit, Andrew, they're up twenty-one to three, and I felt very vindicated. I didn't. I just thought that I didn't see this Bengals team keeping up with this Chiefs team, and I was wrong because they did it in the regular season and they did it again. They beat the Chiefs twenty-seven to twenty-four. Um, riding on the unbelievable second-half defense they played, only allowing three points to Mahomes and the Chiefs. Joe Burrow will get to him. Pat Mahomes will get to him. The first thing I want to talk to you about, Andrew, is the end of the first half. So you have a 21-10 to ball game. The uh, Bills, or excuse me, the Bengals get like a, a really nice run play or screen pass to Pirine or whatever. And so it's 21-10, the first sign of life really for the Bengals. And the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go drive right down the field after that, which at this point would make it an 18-point game going into halftime. And there's not that much time on the clock left in the second quarter. And we all know the play that we're going to talk about. It is on with like four or five seconds left. Five they seconds. throw a little screen out to Tyree Kill. Not a pass into the end zone. Because you don't have any timeouts, and Tyreek Hill ends up getting caught and tackled, and the Chiefs come up with zero in a situation where they should have kicked the field goal because they were also getting the ball at halftime. That was shocking, Andrew. It's shocking, especially when you get the ball at halftime, too. So you kind of just they, – they almost went all in where it's like we're going to gamble all this and just lose all momentum if we don't score a touchdown here. And, and that's they, exactly what they did. They did. Mahomes never looked Why the same don't after take that. Points Why is Brandon Staley rubbing, rubbing off the world now? Like, I know they have Mahomes, and I know it's Andy Reid, and they're smart, and they can do whatever they want, but there's got to be... you got to like, take the points, because Andrew... When let, you're let, up by two, three possessions, just take the points, you get the ball back, kick another field goal. And then it's, you're you're you 100% right, because look at this. Let's go through the latest games in the playoffs, and you know what would have helped a lot of these teams? Taking the fucking points. So we'll get to Niners-Rams, but 2017, three-point game. Bengals-Chiefs, 27-24, three-point game. Chiefs-Bills, six-point game, 42-36, but that went to overtime. Rams-Bucks, 30-27. 49ers-Packers, 13-10. Bengals-Titans, 19-16. The writing's on the wall. You need to take the points. The Bengals have taken the field goals this playoffs. And their kicker is electric. And, yeah, it helps to have McPherson as your kicker, but they take the—it's just— Take the points sometimes. Keep yourselves alive in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully 
coaches, specifically Brandon Staley, are watching this being like, hey, you know, it does. It's important to take these points because these playoff games always end up being so close. Um, let's go through the individual parts of this game. I mentioned um, the Bengals second half defense. And I mean, outstanding performance by them. The Everyone was really focusing in on how Mahomes was off gear, which I think we should talk about. But giving up three points to that explosive Chiefs offense in the second half. And you got to give them credit for that goal line stand they did at the end of the first half. And this is a team, Andrew, that's interesting with this defense because they primarily built it through free agency. Right. And that is the roadmap for a team like the Chargers of what we would want to do and how it is possible. It is possible to put together a defense through free agency. I'm not saying the Bengals defense is like a world breaker, but they came through in a really good spot. And it shows that there there is a way to do that. And I really would like the Chargers to go down that route. But that's kind of off the point. Andrew, after the fuck-up at the end of the second quarter, Pat Mahomes never looked the same. What was that? That was his biggest choke job He's, in the NFL. It was a giant choke and the first really bad blemish on his record, right? So maybe maybe Zach Taylor's a really good coach. Maybe he made some second-half adjustments. I don't know how much that's the defense. Maybe he's good, because we've always kind of been what if. We don't really know. Zach Taylor, he's a 38-year-old. Eh, we don't think he's McVay. Mm-hmm. But second half, that's all adjustments. And the same thing happened three or four weeks ago. I don't know what they did. And maybe Mahomes kind of was just being like Aaron Rodgers, where he's forcing it to Tyreek Hill. He kept trying yeah. to go to his guy. And that's kind of how it was in that last pick. He was trying to go to his guy. Um, and they and got... They got really weirdly cute, too, with um, – I've never seen Patrick Mahomes check it down so many times to his running backs. That And then he was getting sa- – you know, he was doing his Mahomes thing where he'd extend the play six, seven right. seconds, and then he'd get sacked for 22 yards. Yeah, some very – yeah, very weird play from him that we've never seen. I personally enjoyed watching it. I love to see him fail. Um, Did you see but- Mr. Mahomes? So I don't think she like I know she's getting trolled on Twitter. Like, have has she said anything post the game? No, I, I haven't seen her since. Her I haven't seen Jackson, I haven't seen Mahomes Jackson either. either. Yeah, where are the Mahomes? Uh, I, Actually, the, keep it this the worst. Way. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Um, and we're talking about Zach Taylor, Andrew, and we're talking about the confidence of that Bengals team had going into halftime. One, with the momentum they just gained, but they'd done this earlier in the season, like you mentioned. They had that belief. So we talk about how Zach Taylor could be the cause of that and the defense, but I actually think it's Joe Burrow. When you have a guy like that in your locker room, and you know you're never out of it, and you know you got a, just a cold, stone-cold killer. And Joe Burrow, He opened up the conversation of who would you rather have for the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Because, yeah, he can't, he doesn't have maybe the physical tools of a Mahomes, Herbert in terms of arm strength, Allen, but the dude's a winner. And it's he, kind of like, uh, he's scary. When you look at Joe Burrow, when you're down by 20 points in the third quarter and you see him sitting there, you feel okay. And if you look at Kyler Murray down 20 points in the third quarter and he's, just shaking his head or he doesn't have the good body language. Yeah. That's the difference. That he's, really is the difference. And look what he's done to this franchise, taking them to the Super Bowl after tearing his ACL last year. He obviously wins the national championship at LSU. And now in his third season in the NFL, 
second season or yeah second season excuse me because he i'm losing track of time two or three years two days yeah and he's already in the the super bowl and he andrew if he wins he would be one of three quarterbacks ever to win a national championship and a super bowl do you could you guess the other two the the other one would be mr brady who retired no, he's, he didn't win a national championship. He was a co-champion with Nebraska in 97. Tom Brady? Yes. Okay, well, There's the graphic I saw, the, the graphic I saw, I apologize, the graphic I saw okay. said otherwise. But, okay, so that's one. There's two more. Um, Troy Aikman? No, he went to UCLA. I don't know. Joe Montana. Oh. And um, Joe Namath. Joe Namath, I didn't Joe know that. Bro. The three yeah. Joe. What's uh, interesting about Burrow, so there's a really, really good documentary out on Peacock right now about Joe Montana in his career, which is incredibly eye-opening because, I mean, I th- we think we know, I think I know about Joe. Going back and watching this, it's so in-depth, Andrew. you got to check it out. And first thing is, oh, my God, Joe Montana is, like, underrated. As crazy as that is to say, the dude is such a winner, and I don't want Niners fans to go up in arms about this, but Joe Burrow, not saying he's Joe Montana. I'm not saying that. Joe Montana is the second-best quarterback, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the second-best, but Joe Burrow has a little of that confidence, that coolness under pressure, and it was just funny how it timed up, Andrew, if I'm watching this Joe documentary for the first time and then also at the same time witnessing what joe burrow does that dude's special and he's a winner and he has that trait that i would associate with guys like tom brady and joe montana he does and that is why the Bengals, who haven't won a playoff game in 32 years somehow are here they are it's an incredible run i mean jamar chase absolutely electric he kind of hit that rookie wall in like week seven through 11 this year kind of and then they kind of reinvented the offense so credit to zach taylor they found different ways to get him involved and he's just unbelievable burrow to chase i i listened to i forget who it was who was talking about this but um they're talking about what's the best quarterback in like weapon duo going forward in football burrow and chase like is it number one in terms of the next 10 years what I mean, like Kelsey, Kelsey Hill and Diggs Mahomes, Allen. Diggs, Allen. Diggs Allen's very good, but yeah. the Burrow and Chase have put themselves in this conversation. I would do Diggs Allen. That's probably what I would say. It's like, but for your the Burrow Chase, it's like they're both second, third year. They could just do yeah. this twelfth, which is yeah. very cool. And um, it is cool to see the LSU roots. I mean, this so is who cool. who would you rather be? Would you rather be the Cincinnati Bengals for the next ten years? Or would you rather be the Kansas City Chiefs? As weird as that may sound. Okay. Can I throw in two more teams? First. Let's, okay, go ahead. Okay, because I, I was thinking about this. So there's four teams, I think, in the AFC that we have to choose from of who you would want to be. You have the Chiefs, Bengals, and then I think you throw the Bills, Chargers in there. One, because I'm biased and I love the Chargers, but two, because Herbert is that special. So I'm looking at all this of like, which quarterback would I want to be leading my team from what I've seen so far? I think Josh Allen is one. I would choose Josh Allen over all four. 
and I I I mean, yes, I would. I'll my bias is I'd take Herbert over everyone, but from what we've seen, I'll take Josh Allen one. I will put Joe Burrow two. Really? I will put Justin Herbert three. Really? And I will put Patrick Mahomes four. Did you think, like, I mean, the Chiefs are always going to be there, and they'll always be competitive, and they'll win a couple more AFC West, but are they are they done going to the Super Bowl? For like I think they're years? done going to the Super Bowl, but I think that their time, they really fucked up, and they blew a window. Like, where they, if you would have said a couple years ago, how many think they're going to win? They, they should have won a lot more than they did. Um, I mean, they laid an egg in the Super Bowl last year. And this, I mean, this is Patrick this, Mahomes this year, handing away a Super Bowl. It was, he handed it. He was, after an up-and-down season in terms of storylines for them, he was going to get handed a motherfucking Super Bowl. And, I still know Mahomes, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. I, there's a Joe Burrow. He, there was just something in watching him play that I was just like, oh, fuck. He's terrifying. He terrified me more than Mahomes in that game. He did. But I think, it, you know, Josh Allen, think, though, I think it's just, uh, you know, probably God. maybe next year, a couple of years, maybe in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's going to be that moment where Burrow loses and then you're going to kind of throw your arms up, be like, hmm, maybe this guy's a little bit no, better. I, I think you're right. I think it is a bit of be- de- uh, recency bias. But if I'm trying to make a like a prediction, I, I see you're Burrow trending good. up and Mahomes trending not down, but maybe staying I don't know. I, it's incredible right now. So let's say because it's like so if Mahomes isn't ascended anymore, but we know he's top of the top. How is it crazy that I think I think Josh Allen's the top? I know. I just think that that dude. He was perfect in these playoffs. I perfectly still lost. It's he still awful. lost. I know. It's just if I had to choose between the four of them, I mean, I'm choosing Josh Allen so quickly. He, he he's special, and I think, God damn it, he would have beaten the fuck out of the Bengals this week. I don't know though. It's so they're all so just good, because dude. they won. Just because they won. The only reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's very exciting going forward in the AFC. We'll get to more of the quarterbacks and do that comparison. Um, but the Bengals going to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC, and now we have the. NFC side of things, the Rams beat the Niners 20-17, to 17, probably signaling the end of Jimmy G's time in San Francisco. Absolutely terrible interception to end the game. I think Jimmy G's a good guy. I don't, I mean, I'm not like a diehard Niners, I'm not a Niners fan, so I like, I don't have the rage I probably would if I was. Um, it's definitely time for them to move on. But, dude, like, I know the Niners are really good, or their defense and run game. The, the, the NFC is so fucking weak. This Rams team, yes, good story. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup is incredible. Aaron Donald. I mean, I don't understand how they're a favorite going into the Super Bowl against the Bengals. But we'll talk about that. What do you? What's your takeaways on the 49ers side of things before we talk about the Rams? It's similar thing. I mean, you got. The complete team, but you just need the quarterback that can get you over that hump a little bit more. And yep. Jimmy G has been granted these great 
Patriots teams or when he's taken over and then he took over the Niners team. That was good. And yes, he got to the Super Bowl and he played well enough to do that. But he's still just kind of a game manager and a risky game manager because in the fourth quarter, he's done that stupid play where he just throws the ball. What was that? What the hell are you doing, man? That is the title on the line. You just threw it. I mean, you did like a double play pitch. It was so bad. And he just wide up there. It seems like, I mean, Jimmy G, the thing is that everyone will point to his good record he's had there and stuff. It's like, I just think this 49ers roster has been so stacked the last couple of years, except last year because of the injuries, where if you had just a, an average quarterback, I think you win two Super Bowls. Because this, I mean, but also, Andrew, Kyle Shanahan is the biggest choke artist as a head coach I've seen in so long. It's unbelievable. It's that fourth quarter, man. He always has a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and he can't hang on. Was it 17-3? The... to three? It was 17-3 it... going in, yeah. It was it was something because Stafford outscored him, whatever it was. It was They had a double-digit lead. Yeah, it, no, it was 17-7, and then okay. they went, 13 but still. Rams. He did it in the Super Bowl against Mahomes, I think 20-10, to 10, they're yep. winning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. I guess he was the offensive coordinator, but he forgot how to, you know, call some mm-hmm. run plays when it was 28 to 3 on the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He's a giant choke artist, but I would if you're the 49ers, I think he's shown enough with Jimmy G that it's like we gotta give this dude a chance until he can get his quarterback, so to speak, you know. I'd also say that Jimmy G, him being so average or up in the air, his status. That that's kind of like the emergence of Debo Samuel because I feel like they're like okay, like we got to get real creative. And I guess Debo is unreal, back. dude. So I think they kind of unlocked like a whole different version of Debo that they might not have if they had a superstar quarterback. But if they had that superstar quarterback, they'd be playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think what did what the what, the, what did they do so well? You know, I mean, they just hung around. They won the game, but it's like they. Do anything that great yeah and on the topic of debo what you said i think is interesting because of the situation jimmy g put him in they had to get creative ways to give him the ball and i think that's a trend we should look forward more going i think people are going to pick up on that because you know what's the worst thing in the world is when Devonte adams didn't do this i'm trying to think of let's just say you're a team with an elite wide receiver right and you have an average quarterback so like the the browns with obj how he was never getting involved if you're paying that big wide receiver so much money, but you can only target him like he only gets one game, like two to three targets or whatever, that's not going to do. What you got to do is what Kyle Shanahan did is in guarantee touches, you know, by getting him involved in these different ways. So it's like you're not relying on someone else to get your star player touches. You know what I mean? Like put the ball in his hands immediately. And I think we're going to see that going forward. Because, like, if you look at the Cowboys game when they played the Niners in the playoffs, I think CeeDee Lamb had, like, touched the ball twice in the game. And he's so electric, he can't have that happen. Right. How is Jeff feeling? Uh, I mean, he had a bad feeling the whole time. He never felt confident. And Jimmy G, he just, he he's done with Jimmy G. He was never, he even said if Jimmy G won the Super Bowl this year, he was done with him. He doesn't trust him. And I was kind of like being taken the other side and being like, oh no, Jimmy G, you know, he's great. Like just poking the bear. 
But I mean, I think he's right. They can't win with Jimmy G. Can't. And so this is. And there's, there's some big names out there. There's some big names. We'll see. We'll see what the 49ers, because I would be stunned if Jimmy G is back next year. I think there's a zero. And I don't expect Trey Lance to start at the beginning of next year. I feel like they could trade Trey Lance, and they should if they, if the right guy is offered. Yeah. Trey Lance. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say because we've seen so little of him, but it, it's the stuff we've seen, he seems like he's just still like two years away. But who knows? Maybe a good offseason for him. Let's now talk about the winning team, the Rams. Um a good story for Matt Stafford being stuck in football purgatory with the Detroit Lions. And now he gets his shot um, to go to the Super Bowl in his first year without them. Um, so that's cool. I'm kind of bummed because it's like, good God, another quarterback that I think isn't even as good as Phil is getting a fucking chance to go to the Super Bowl. But that's how I think about everything. Um, the biggest story for me on this Rams team is Cooper Cup. And I know I say this every time, but my God, that dude is just fucking crazy the the first thing i thought when i saw that the rams were in the super bowl was i'm gonna bet cooper cup super bowl mvp super bowl mvp and a touchdown i mean he's unreal i his season that he has put up this season now when i look at it it is in the same sentence it's not even a step down it's in the same sentence as the Megatron crazy year, the Randy Moss 2007. I mean, the dude just keeps doing it, Andrew. It's fucking crazy. And he is, my dad wasn't said he wasn't really afraid of Matt Stafford. Sean McVay was doing some bonehead challenges, you know? So it's like, what is he doing? But he's like, I'm terrified of Cooper Cup. Because that dude. He just gets open. It's and- un. Every imagine week, how, big like, play after big play. Like, imagine they had Robert Woods, because I feel like, I mean, my God, he's going to be open so much more when they have Robert Woods. I, that off, And I think OBJ is going to go back there. It's because it seems like he wanted to be in L.A. this whole time. Fuck him for not considering the Chargers, but also I don't really want him, so it's okay. Um, the Rams, though. What was that with Sean McVay, those challenges? Um, yeah, that's bad. I don't is that, know. Is like, that like the guy who knows too much and tinkers with his fantasy football lineup too much? It's I, like, dude, stop micromanaging. What are you doing? Maybe a little bit of that. Also, just, just people fuck up. He just fucked mm. up. I mean, he's he did. good. Dude. He's a really good coach, but he fucked up there. There's a couple times. It's like, what are you doing? He challenged yeah. one play this year in the regular we season. Play the whole season, yeah. And he challenged two in that game and all challenging on a QB sneak, yeah. On the ball spot that never literally will work. That never even, and then the fumble one, it was like the fumble. It's like, dude, he's he's on the ground holding the ball. Like, what he's panicking. I really just think he was panicking, and he got bailed out by Jimmy G and, and Kyle Shanahan. He really did. Really, he really did. Um, anything else on the Rams 49ers game before we talk about the opening line for the Super Bowl? Kind of hate this Super Bowl, to be honest. Uh, how much more would it suck if it was Chiefs Rams? That would be worse. Yeah, but it I would. Just, but it's good. But think about in you know in 10, 15 years, 
It's going to be the Burrow versus Herbert. I know, I know, I know. So it's like this could really have a significant impact on our boy Justin Herbert in 10, 15 years. What, if fucking Matt Stafford wins this game, people are going to say he was better than Phil. Yeah, I think I'd rather die on that hill. And Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. He can't win one anymore, man. He's done. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. He could come he back. Herbert can win. It's the now. He has you, a chance. Hey, I, hey, this is just a tease. When we look at the NFC quarterbacks, maybe I might make a suggestion. Maybe I might make a suggestion. Um, opening line of the Super Bowl is the Rams are favored by four. The money line for the Bengals is plus 165, and the over-under is at 48 and a half. The big thing that jumps out to me here is Bengals plus four, because I think that that will drop to two and a half or three by the time the Super Bowl gets around. I think so, too. I think um, Bengals are still kind of overlooked. and. Home Super Bowl in L.A. Honestly, probably going to be more Bengal fans. Yeah, but the Rams are making the Chargers look like they have a decent crowd. So that is something that's been positive about this whole playoff thing. You've seen all those Niner fans in the week before. Everyone going to SoFi and not rooting for the Rams. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Okay, here's the Super Bowl MVP odds. Who do you think has the best odds to win Super Bowl MVP? It's probably... Stafford or Burrow? Stafford plus 110, Burrow plus 225. Cooper Cup. Plus 600. <laughs> it, it does kind of make sense. You know how there's a narrative every year in sports? It's like last year was the Tom Brady Bucks year. Like they did that. There is a little bit of this is Cooper Cup's year. <laughs> like if he just is there any way like Stafford doesn't win at the Rams? I mean, yeah, there is. There I've is. Seen, but we, I mean, I'm saying just, would, it's not a defensive player though, or it's not the running back. It's because he is throwing it to him. I know, but so see, here's the it's thing: if it's like last week, and um, Odell gets a hundred something too, then Stafford, that's where he thrives. But Andrew, you remember the the dumb motherfucker who was guarding Tyreek Hill in the Bengals Chiefs game? Eli Apple? Yes. Big pick at the end, though. Can't wait for him to guard Cooper Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother. Has there ever been a wide receiver that's won? Yeah, uh, Troy Brown won. Um, Oh, Julian Edelman's the most recent. Julian Edelman, Heinz Ward. Um, It's happened. Jerry Rice. Yes, Antonio Holmes, Heinz Ward. Okay. I could see it happening, okay. but if it's like last week where he has like 150 yards to both Odell and Cup, that's where Stafford will win out there if you think the Rams are going. I think if you think the Rams are going to win, I I would rather bet Cooper Cup plus 600 than Stafford plus 110. And I think Cup will go down. Cup's going to go to like plus 400 because you— there were the Super Bowls two weeks away, people. We're going to talk about storylines for two weeks. And I think we see Burrow drop down to plus like 150. And I think we see Cup drop down because I think Cup is going to get a lot of talking points. Because what he's done has been so, spectacular. Can you see Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase plus 2,000. 
Aaron Donald plus 1,500, Odell Beckham Jr. plus 2,000, Cam Akers plus 4,000, Joe Mixon plus 4,000, T. Higgins plus 4,000. Um, yeah, Boyd plus 9,000, Higby plus 8,000, Sony Michelle plus 7,500. Um, so th- those are, um, the MVP odds. I, I like, I like, uh, I would bet, I would say if you think the Bengals are going to win, take Joe Burrow. If you think the Rams are going to win and you want to be a little riskier and get some better odds, go with Cup. Because I really do, I think it's a coin flip between him and Stafford. I don't, I, I just have this feeling. But I've been fucking wrong the last couple of rounds about who's going to win these games. So maybe fuck my opinion. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, Andrew, Tom Brady. Yeah. Damn. You know, he's gone. Uh, it was leaked out this weekend by Adam Schefter. And so Tom's team kind of like put it down because I think he wanted to be the one to announce it. But uh stupid Adam Schefter had to do this, but yeah, um, it's, it's like, it's a weird thing when talking about Tom Brady, because he beat the chargers in all of their best opportunities to win super bowls. Really? If you think about it, 18 years ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 15 years ago, it's almost like, what's the, isn't there something like like a, a a mental thing like when you're like it's like a complex when you're like a prisoner for so long that you eventually like it's something I don't know what I'm trying something to say. Something dilemma or like yeah. Stockholm syndrome or something. Yeah, something maybe like that. But what Tom Brady basically did to me is he beat me so many fucking times so. that it, it was just like, OK, whatever. Do what you want, Tom. I can't take it anymore. Like, all right, I'll, I really just rolled over on my back. <laughs> it was like, all right, Tom, just, just do what you want to me. I can't fucking, like, you're and just the last murdering time, me. Like, with the Anthony Lynn special two, three years ago, that was really the last time we got to be mm-hmm. Tom Brady. There was no, no remorse. There wasn't any give up. There wasn't any let up. It was just death. He's, yeah, and he killed us. He killed every team. Um. But, I mean, shit, he was incredible to watch. When I think of, like, the greatest games of football I've ever seen, he's in a lot of them. He's in, like, fucking at least 50%. Like, um, he is, I think, without a doubt, the best athlete of our generation. We're both born in 1996. You could say LeBron. You could say Kobe. I think it's without a doubt Tom Brady. Best Seven all. Super Bowls. I yeah. think he's the only person you can compare to Michael Jordan. Yeah, and I think he's he's better. I think he's better than Michael Jordan. He had six undefeated is pretty tough, but seven. And he did it when he was 44, moved yeah. to a team. That's like it's, the badass thing. He moved to the new team and did it the first year. So he did prove everyone wrong. Yeah, I mean, the... I won't argue that argument against Jordan. That's how great Tom Brady is. You do that with anyone else, I'll be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But Brady, it's like he has points. Like, I mean, he's just fucking incredible, dude. He's a six-round draft pick. With inflated stats or whatever. But guess who led the league in passing yards and touchdowns? That's 44-year-old man, Tom Brady. Brady. That's when he's going to retire. And led the league in both. I would just like to say if the drama of the Antonio Brown and Bruce Arian shit this year m- led to him just being like, fuck it, I can't take this anymore, 
Fuck both of those guys so much. Fuck Antonio Brown. What the fuck is Antonio Brown doing with these like messages to Big Ben about how he loves him and all this shit? They hate he's such like, a, he's such a loser. That's Antonio Brown's such a fuckhead. You know he um, tweeted at Lamar Jackson or something. Yeah, go there, please. And then Lamar responded, "Please Lamar. blow it up." Lamar, you're probably Lamar gonna play like team. six games next year. <laughs> over under twelve games or no? Over under fifteen. Over under 18 games played by Lamar Jackson in the next two years. Next two years. Uh, over. Okay, under. Um, anything else on Tom Brady before we go to a little AFC, NFC? Uh, I guess thank you because this will segue a little bit. Because Aaron Rodgers has to go to the NFC now. Yeah, he does. He has to go to the NFC. There's no way. Okay, so let's look at the AFC quarterbacks compared to the NFC quarterbacks. In the AFC, the headliners are, and headliners I mean top five, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar. Exactly. And you could you, you have Lawrence and Mac Jones around, but those are the five. If we look at the NFC now, Cross and Brady off the list. We have Rodgers, probably. I mean, unless he, we don't know, he could go to the Broncos, but then you have Stafford. If Rogers leaves, Stafford is clearly the best QB in the NFC, followed by Kyler Dak, Kirk Cousins, Cousins and Jimmy G. What? Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan. Like, who are those guys? It's just, and look at, if you look at the next level of quarterbacks in the AFC, you go, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, oh. Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz, who sucks. But, like, these guys are better than – if we're looking at some of the guys we have to write down for the NFC, I mean, should I have Jordan Love down? Kirk Cousins is in, on the first line. We just he, shit on Jimmy G, and he's, like, borderline six seven. He's right there. And the terrifying thing, Andrew, is Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, Lawrence, Jones, Wilson, so young. So it's not like it's like, oh, well, the NFC has just a bunch of young quarterbacks. That's what. No, the NFC on the rookie contracts right now. They are going to stay for a long time. If you're looking at the NFC right now, who is the what the quarterback of the future? Because Stafford's older. Rogers older. I mean, I guess it's, it's Kyler, Kyler Dak, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Jordan Love. Well, wow, that's annoying. Like there, it's, it's really annoying. It's such a massive, massive, like difference. I mean, the one thing that could maybe help with it is if, like, okay, Deshaun Watson were to go to the NFC, balance it out a little bit. But I'm starting to like the more we're analyzing it now. Like I, you said, Russell Wilson to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's on that list oh too. My, my bad. God. Like going to the, you have to stay in the NFC too, Russell Wilson. Why would you want to go to that to the NFC? There's no reason unless There's no you're reason on the Titans or Colts. Stay. Away. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, because it's just like you said the the. QBs at the top of the AFC aren't going anywhere. They're not. Josh Allen, not going anywhere. Joe Burrow, not going anywhere. Justin Herbert, not going anywhere. Mahomes, not going anywhere. Lamar, not going anywhere. 
Trevor Lawrence, not going anywhere. Mac Jones, not going anywhere. Zach Wilson, I think, not going anywhere. It's fucked up. It's fucking crazy. How like, many AFC wow. quarterbacks would you take before you take Stafford or Kyler, I guess? Because I would take Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, all for right. sure. I would think about Trevor Lawrence for the future, honestly. Yeah. If you I mean, tell me Lamar Jackson's going to be healthy, I don't know how you can tell me that, but I would say, okay, maybe because Stafford's older. I still like Zach Wilson, too. I think he has something. That Stafford would be the seventh best quarterback in the AFC. And shit, if Deshaun Watson comes back and it's Deshaun he Watson. Would be the best quarterback in the AFC. <laughs> like, Deshaun Watson's like top. Fuck, Deshaun Watson. He slides in He's after literally Mahomes, like at, at that five spot before Lamar Jackson if he comes back, in my opinion. He's still behind Allen Burrow, Herbert Mahomes. Because he's also a criminal. That's got to factor true. in. That's got to um, Okay. That, you know. But the, I think the biggest takeaway from this segment, Andrew, is the NFC needs Phillip Rivers. I don't see how. The NFC South. Bring Phil in. Bring Phil to the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Let Phil just let it loose to the boys. I'd be down. So, Phil, what are the 14? Like, where do you think I, he'd be? Like, where do you think Phil I would mean, go? I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to ask the biggest Phil Forever fans an honest question. Of course, it's good. I was like, would you rather have you got you would rather have Jimmy G than Phil in this day and age? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, not. so you did That's this fucking long. crazy. <laughs> Why would I rather have Jimmy G? Because Phil, Phil Rivers was way better on the Colts last year than Jimmy G was. Another year, though, long in the tooth. Phil's probably just been getting ready. Staying in shape. A little less wear and tear on the guy. I he mean, come on. By the Saints earlier this year, and he declined. Yeah, well, because fuck the Saints. He's like, fuck you guys. B-Rob would hate that if he went there. Phil, if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to talk to me about it first. And I, I'll tell you the teams he's allowed to go to. No one in the AFC. He could maybe go to the Colts. Maybe. Maybe he could go back there because they did help him out in a time of need when Anthony Lynn and the Chargers turned their back on the Golden Boy. Worked out, though. Worked out, but still it was rude. <laughs> AFC, or NFC-wise, nowhere in the NFC East he is allowed to go. Is Phil allowed to go play for anyone in the AFC, in the NFC North? So, like, Packers, Lions. No, Lions. He is not allowed to go to the Lions. No. Phil is not allowed to go to the Lions. What about, they could be maybe a better version of uh, the Vikings. They could be kind of good. Vikings would be sweet. I'd I'd like to see him in Lambeau Field, but I think the Vikings would be a better. Yeah, let's get Phil some dome. But we're just talking (laughs) about the biggest hypothetical of all time. We're talking about Phil Rivers coming out of all out of retirement this to save the NFC because. what the people want to hear. They need when. Apparently, Russell Wilson and Eric Rodgers. (laughs) He's not the hero they need. The one they deserve. The one they deserve. Would you rather have for next season of NFL football Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers? I mean, I'd rather have Matt Ryan. That's asinine. <laughs> he can walk, man. He can still throw the ball. Why can't Phil still throw the ball? Phil. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he can't throw the ball anymore, Brian. I don't know if he can. 
has more top three MVP finishes than Eli and Big Ben combined. And he's still when are they gonna retire his goddamn jersey? Uh, after Devonte Adams signs. No, no, no. There's <laughs> I, I act, about there's like, no way they would. I t- I talked to Jeff about this. He's like, there's no way. Philip Rivers' number will be retired. No one will ever wear that. So that made me feel better. But I don't know what he might be talking out of his ass. Oh no, the San Diego Chargers or the LA Chargers? Dude, he was there in LA. He helped them. He, started, he helped. He, them. he started it. Four worst years. We we really miss you, Phil. We really do. We really, 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 really do. Um, Joe Rogan dunked on Neil Young. What what did he say? He just Joe Rogan released a video basically saying like, like, "Here's the person that you're saying I'm spreading misinformation with. It's the most published mRNA scientist in the field, or whatever." He and he goes through about how the stuff you're claiming he said was misinformation is now a year or two later is accepted as fact. And so it's just like, I don't know. Neil, Neil Young, two things. Look at what he said to Rolling Stone in 1985 and then keep telling me how yeah, great of a guy tough. he is. Second thing. I open it. He wrote the song, I'm pretty sure, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. Keep on rocking. Yeah, Keep on rocking in the Free World. You hypocrite. The irony. Little money, what it can do. Unreal. And he's like, I don't know. I just thought that was such a weak move. Such a weak so move. So random. Like, why is... Isn't he like 70? Yeah, maybe it's just like a publicity stunt, but I think he just comes off looking terrible. And all the people who... I don't understand how... Actually, I do understand. Well, we'll change the subject. Andrew, uh, MLB The Show... MLB the show, hey, show hey. Otani, I'm into the Switch because he brought he single handedly brought the Nintendo Switch creators. Oh my god, this. that is why Nintendo Switch has MLB the show. Also, but it took 15 years because it was strictly on PlayStation. That's why I got PlayStation. Fuck mm. off! They gave it to the Xbox last year. They and Nintendo Switch, that's all I wanted for like 15 to 20 years, and now I don't care about it as much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my Switch is at your house still. So Yeah, it is. I think so. You can go get that anytime. Um, yeah, I mean, that's cool that it's coming to the Switch. I wonder, I wonder how, how yeah, the quality compared to like, I mean, when you're playing the MLB the show on like the PS5 or like the new stuff, now it's that's what always made it stood, stand out is it on the PS4 because they did it in such high def. So, um, maybe we'll get Tim on and have him explain to us how it'll be different on the Nintendo Switch. Because, like, 2K, it's just, like, the it's pretty it, good. It runs yeah. well, but it's just, like, the graphics aren't yeah. top. Um, I feel like, though, the baseball game should really be able to just feel great. Because, I mean, think about the, what was that app that everyone, we had on our phones, that baseball game? Yeah, baseball superstars. Like Sluggers or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game was awesome. So that's what the, the I think that the baseball can d- be done really well on handheld, better than even. Also, you know the like the super like mega baseball game I have on the Switch as well. That like yeah. game. EA bought that last year. Mm. So that was a year ago. Maybe who knows what they're doing with that? Maybe EA is going to do something with it. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, 
Episode 145, the Bengals versus the Rams in the Super Bowl in two weeks. We will obviously do a full Super Bowl, Super Bowl preview pod about that. Um, stay tuned this week because we're going to have two more episodes. Um, we're going to be talking with Peter Gonzalez about this week's episode of The Book of Boba Fett. That premieres tonight. Excited to see that. Hopefully we get to see Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, that's where it's going, big dog. We might see Luke fucking Skywalker. Um and then also to join in, I will be talking with Alex Cantor and Josh Bilker to uh, what we're going to do. I haven't even told them this yet, but it's going to they know we're recording. They just don't know the topic. What we're going to do is um, we're going to do a draft, basically, where it's the three of us and we each get five picks and you're drafting teams that you think can win the NBA finals. So it's like, yeah, the first pick, maybe it's the Bucks, but like you're trying to like be the one. That has at the end of the season one of the teams that wins the NBA Finals. I didn't explain it that well, but I think you know what I mean. Yes. So I think though, I mean, I don't think maybe Josh and Alex will hear this and take my strategy. Maybe not. This is at the end of the pod, so maybe not. Um, I think Bucks is the number one is who I would take, just because of Giannis. Um, and then it, things get really interesting once you because if you have the first pick, the next pick you have is like the sixth. So, right, you're going all in on the Bucks in a sort of way, but I don't know. It'll be fun. We'll see what strategies are used. Uh, Big Dog, we will talk to you next week to preview the Super Bowl, and uh, I guess we'll end it with this. Big Dog, can you tell us some sad news about the MLB? So, just like last week and the week before, players met today. No substantial progress. Spring training is really close now and that's really in jeopardy um usually pitchers and catchers would report about valentine's day this year i don't know if that's going to happen that's 13 days away if you still think the season's going to happen i think spring training will be you know maybe a couple weeks of that but they're still going to figure out a way to play 162 i think maybe if this thing gets pushed back a week or two just push the fucking world series back a game or two Play 162. Let's not have this bullshit. Let's not play 147 games. 162. So if I were to say uh, over under this date or before or after that okay. the first game of the season is played as June 1st, would you say before? before. I would say before. Confidently? Yes. They're going to they're gonna get this damn deal done. Because at the end I of the hope day, so. I hope so. if they want to forfeit another 40, 50, 60 games... Give me your money then. Give I think I know why they're the owners are scared. It's because everyone's scared that Joey Bart's gonna unleash some fucking damage on this. And that thing. was just yeah, that would be too much for the Giants and Buster Posey's image. It would be terrible. Which is what by I will start, I do think the Giants are gonna suck this year, which would be great. And they should I'm, suck this year. Dude, that's what we've thought the last year. They should have sucked years. last year, but they should really suck. I don't think they're gonna suck this year. Buster Posey's gone. I know, but I do think that there's even if they're not, I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, obviously. But I think Gabe Kapler is one of those guys. He kind of just gets you wins again. He gets you wins. I don't think they're going to win 107. No, I know that's not a flaming hot take, but I he, they're not going to. I think they get at least 80 wins. Yeah, they probably will. They always do. I hope I the mean, Dodgers yeah, really fall win. off. Yeah, they won't either. It's sports. You, 
you just are you saying that because you want the Padre, the Padres you think are going to yeah, be better than the Giants? It's not going to happen. I promise you the Dodgers won't be bad. I don't, I, I don't think the Dodgers are going to be bad. Like they the won 106 last year. We still found a way to win 107, baby. And unfortunately, they're just going to like keep winning like 100 games for like four more years, three more years. I saw this graphic yesterday that was uh, who has the best farm systems in MLB. And the Giants were, to my surprise, at four. But number one, Dodgers. I was like, fuck, how? <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> it was like, how, how? How is that fucking possible? But... I guess that's where we're at. Um, oh, another thing I want to say. There's this gra- graphic trending on Twitter yesterday basically saying how the L.A. has owned the Bay Area in sports, and they claimed the Lakers win so against lame. the Warriors in the play-in game. And I – okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, the Lakers then lost in the first round. Okay, And then they claimed the Dodgers win over the Giants – yeah, they went on to lose to the Braves, if I remember correctly. Um, and then they brought up Rams beating the 49ers this year. So, Joe Burrow, you know what to do. Please, make them shut up. Make them shut up. I, I just like the – here's – I hate a, like, that the L.A. is in the Chargers' name. I fucking hate those people. I fucking hate the Dodgers. They should have been Las Vegas. They, I don't know why the Raiders didn't go back to L.A. and the Chargers should have just moved to Las Vegas. Fuck you, Dean Spanos. You're an idiot. You're an asshole. They should have just stayed in San Diego, you moron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking morons. All right, Dread, big dog. Dean Spanos die or... Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't even know, like... I'm pretty sure Dean Spanos's, uh kid is probably just as stupid as him. Is it Alex Spanos now? Yeah. Name. I don't know. There's like one guy had a name at Cal Poly. Like the stadium was Alex Spanos Stadium, I think. It's like, oh, you could build a, a stadium here, but not in fucking San Diego, you jackass. Slow football. God, they don't even give. They slow just really dropped the ball on embracing that John Madden went there. Such a weird thing. Like, I, I don't know. That three weeks ago when you started talking about that. It's weird. Um, but slow is a magnificent place. Uh, Big Dog, we will talk to you next week. Um, maybe we're going to do some sort of draft, too, coming up. I'll figure out the the style we want to do, but maybe get some more voices on here, Big Dog. Engage a little music draft. Maybe we do 21st Century Musicians. I could do that. It'll be a very... I know uh, Peter's listening to Peter get, Yeah, he's getting yeah. in. Um, I like so, that. yeah. I mean, what a what a moment to be able to experience that for the first time. I'm very jealous. Very jealous. All right, Big Dog. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been episode 145 of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. I am B-Rob. Hope you have a lovely week. God bless.